Hey there, entrepreneurs. That's you, business owners, independent contractors. In spite of what is happening currently in our economy as a result of the COVID-19 impact, I wanted to offer something special for you. And I created a four-part entrepreneur series. Now I've been doing them live Monday through Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific time, 12 Eastern on my Facebook and YouTube channel at LA Super Agent. If you didn't catch the live, you would have to purchase the replay for just $9.99 and that's available only for a limited time. But for my podcast listeners, I wanted to do something special. So you, in fact, get to listen to the entire webinar series for free. Just make sure you download and click that notification. That way you don't miss any new upcoming episodes. Enjoy. entrepreneur training. This almost feels like my Friday. Welcome, welcome to 2.4 of our entrepreneur series. We've been doing an entrepreneur series for the past week. Last week, we did four parts. This week, we are concluding another four parts. Listen, you guys have been rocking awesome. Jacqueline says, I'm ready to learn. (laughs) And Evan says, oh my, look at that orange. (laughs) Indeed, indeed. Hello, Vivian. Hello. How are you all? Oh, make sure you have your pen, your pads, notes. Take notes today. I trust you've been 
taking great notes and you're reviewing those notes from our entrepreneur series. And um, I think it's so cute that, so today we're going to talk about fan or foe, fan or foe. And um, someone like put the angry emoji on the video. I mean, you ma- you banging on bacon already? It's so early. You mad? <laughs> you banging on bacon already. All right, so I want to see what are you grateful for? Jacqueline says, I'm grateful for empowering information that is shared. Thank you. I thank you for being here. Yesterday, my gratitude attitude was I was grateful for you all for showing up. I see the room filling up. This is exciting for me to see that you're getting hit to this. You're ready. Um, Remember, the wealth game is on Friday, stocks and real estate tomorrow at 12 Pacific time. That's one, two, three. That's three Eastern. So stay tuned and stay connected. I mean, we are going to be doing we've been doing market updates. And if you're new to me, welcome. My name is Lisa Porto. I'm an active California real estate broker. I'm a national public educator on the topic of real estate, entrepreneurship, anything creative Uh, and you definitely can book me for your speaking engagements your work workshop conferences or even your virtual summits if you're looking for an industry trainer and i'm here for you i'm making myself available i have published multiple books internationally sold and more importantly my heart is for the youth i'm founder of our country's first real estate focused nonprofit for the youth ages 11 and up. So I've created and designed an entire curriculum introducing real estate terms and concepts to our youth, our children. So I am thinking how to squeeze that into our schedule so we can do something like this. Like I've done the entrepreneur series for our adults. I want to do something for our young uh, adults and our youth so that they can learn the real estate terms and concepts while they're at home. So I want to do that as well. I've just got to fit it into my schedule. <laughs> oh, it, oh, Jacqueline, you're so uh, you're so honest. Thank you for being transparent. She said it was an accident about the emoji. <laughs> okay, so no one was angry this morning. Okay, cool. No worries. Uh, Evan says it's 9 a.m. Pacific time. Uh, the wealth game is 9 a.m. Pacific time, 12 Eastern. Great. And then he says, I forgot, maybe we did it do it 12. No, exactly. We were doing it at 12 because of my schedule. 12, uh, my availability, excuse me, 12 Pacific time, 12 Pacific time. We'll come back and remind you. So, all right, make sure you say, say hi, say hello. Shout out to my YouTubers, sending my love over there as well. Uh, go ahead and uh, drop in your comments below. Make sure you press one, let me know I'm here, uh, that you're here and press two that you shared it. Press two that you shared it. So let's get into today's uh, presentation, fan or show, foe. Oh, let me, um, it is a super great day, absolutely. Let me get into my attitude of gratitude in terms of my space. I am I'm grateful for the gift of intuition. I am grateful for the gift of intuition, particularly that I have been listening and I have been in tune And so unbeknownst to me, everything that I have been working on, all the seeds I planted when people uh, were saying, oh, kids don't want to learn real estate or, oh, why are you doing this stuff online? Or, you know, everything that I've put forth, I have well over 60 classes in terms of content, in in terms of webinars and trainings that I have been doing that now 
I'm repurposing all that here with you all. This is what I do. This is what I've been doing. And so I'm grateful for the gift of intuition because now you're ready. Now you're ready and you're showing up and it just really fills my heart. Vivian Reed, she's here. She says one and two, I'm here and I've shared it. And she says, you can change the emoji, hit a new one. Thank you. We, we looks like we're going to have to do that class, Evan, on Facebook, huh? And on Instagram and how to use LinkedIn to stay relevant. So my, so thank you for that. Just hit a new one. Just change it because I'm staring at it and it looks like you're angry, mad at me. <laughs> and Jacqueline says, too, she shared it. All right. Very good. Very good. So let's get into it. Fan or foe as we continue our entrepreneur series. Listen, as we are going to be exploring today, customer reviews, client reviews and feedback, I ask you, is it personal? Is it personal? Because we're going to have a, a, a type of client, a type of customer where the glass might be half full or it might be half empty. So I want to hear from you. Which type are you? Is the glass half full, type in half full, or are you the half empty? Are you the half empty? I'll give you some time. This is exciting. <laughs> this is exciting. I shared it to all my groups. Shout out to you who are creating watch parties from, from the uh, class, from today's class and the past class. I am not able to see your comments in the, in the watch party. So uh, unless you're streaming directly from my page, facebook.com slash LA super agent or youtube.com slash LA super agent, then I'm able to see the comments and then I can engage with you and I can see, you know, what your feedback is, what questions you have and just thoughts and comments. So I'm, I'm happy you showed up. So which one is it for you? Is it half full or is it half empty for you? And then we're going to talk about the customer and client experience of your brand, of your brand product, your brand service. Vivian says it's half full for her. I know which person she is. What about you? Which one are you? Half full, half empty. For me, I am the it's full. It's full for me. It's half full for me, especially if you look at the things that I've created and I have shown up. I have done trainings. It's so funny. And let's just share this story right now as you guys as you guys think about this. Right. Because this is about shifting your paradigm in how you've been showing up in the world as an entrepreneur, your mompreneurs, you poppreneurs, your independent contractors and business owners. How are you showing up in the world? And that mainly will come from within. What is your attitude about things? So when we're talking about customer feedback and experience, is it personal? Is it personal to you? Are you taking things personal? And how we gauge that is just reflecting on our attitude. How are we looking at things? Is it half full or is it half empty? So I'll share a quick story with you and I'll move on. <clears throat> so when I first started with this concept of teaching the youth real estate, I remember, and shout out to Keisha Wright, shout out to um, Butch Grimes who invited Keisha, shout out to Hugh uh, Williams, uh, who else was part of that? I know Hugh Williams showed up for my workshop, Louis Rubin, my mother. 
my sister, my family. So when I first did my first youth real estate workshop, and uh, Kelly, Kelly Mercado, my best friend, <laughs> when I had this concept, we did a Willy Wonka theme and we decorated the office and we had the kids, you know, I had, I did this full production and I had three kids show up and we had space for 25. I had three kids show up and a few adults trickled in and nevertheless, it was a small group. It was a small group in our minds when we get excited about the things we're doing we 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 you know it's this grander for me right and that's because i am i'm like this big visionaire i think about things in in terms of big big go home right and so three kids show up that was in 2015 three kids show up and then we did another workshop no one showed up no one showed up and when I was doing that presentation or the workshop for the youth, and again, this is me starting the Real Estate 100 movement where I say I'm teaching real estate to the youth. You know, we're doing our marketing efforts and I'm continue reaching out. And I'm thinking, you know, this would be great. This would be great that kids will understand finally at last there's a way to teach them real estate terms and concepts. So remember the first time three kids show up, the next time no one showed up. When no one showed up, I still presented. I still went through the whole presentation as if the entire room was full, as if the room was packed out. I did my entire presentation. Since I had time blocked for the day for 90 minutes, I committed to a 90 presentation with no one in the room, no audience. Fast forward three years later at the Hilton Hotel in Atlanta as part of the NAREB conference for the National Association of Real Estate Brokers who brought me in as a speaker presenter for their conference in Atlanta. I taught 76 youth. Shout out to ERGJ who brought me in as well to Decatur, Georgia. We taught a room full of youth and adults, real estate, terms and concepts. But guess what? That would not have happened if my attitude was one of it's half empty. When people aren't showing up, I said it was always full, the air included. So what do you, how do you feel about it? So 90% full, I like it. It's all about how your attitude is, attitude. So in today's presentation, and I, I trust that that story just kind of sheds some light on if you're really obsessed about what you do, you're passionate about what you do, this is why I am sharing and training in this way, because would you do what you do if no money was coming in and no one showed up? Would you still do it? Are you still excited about it? I planted those seeds and yes, sometimes we get confused that those seeds we plant, they're going to blossom right then and there. We think it's gonna happen right then and there, but it's taken me years to build it to where now I'm a recognized public figure in this industry, in this field where I am showing and teaching. We have curriculums 
And we've been doing programs. We've been um, collaborating with different organizations, introducing real estate terms and concepts to the youth community. So shout out to those of you who have brought me in. I love you. Thank you for supporting me because I don't take that seriously. I don't take that lightly. About it, and I'm also serious about the impact that I'm leaving. So in today's presentation, you, the entrepreneur, mompreneur, poppreneur, will learn how to manage customer feedback and reviews. This is going to be a good one. Leave your egos in the kitchen, or if you're in the kitchen and you're watching this, leave the ego out the front door. All right, because uh, we're going to now start to explore how we're perceiving things and looking at things versus what is saying and how, you know, what is being said to us about our brand experience and how we're responding to it. I love it. Exactly. Jacqueline says, I teach my classes like it is thousands. Even there is only one because that one will take it on to the next one and the next one and the next one, right? Each one, teach one, each one, reach one. Absolutely. And you will have the thousand because you are operating from that space. I operated from a space that even though physically here at the time, there was zero people, no one there. But then fast forward between Evan and I's collaborations and my other collaborations, I've already impacted thousands of lives across this country and world because we're reaching people thanks to the Internet outside of the United States. My book is being sold internationally where people are buying the book and teaching their children. They're using it in their classrooms. The impact is far beyond what I can see today. And that's why it's important for us to really take a step back and ask ourselves, are we taking this stuff personal in terms of customer feedback and reviews? So we're going to cover negative reviews. We're going to explore that and dig deep into negative reviews. And then we're going to talk about our raving fans and also how to stay top of mind. And then, of course, our action steps as we conclude today's class, we will learn about uh, three ways how to implement creating a, a safe space. I said safe space for feedback and reviews. And the safe space is, uh, is going to come from how you are responding. How are you showing up? How are you showing up? <clears throat> feeling good? Yes. Feeling good. Let me know. Press one. Let me know you're here and you're feeling good. All right. So negative reviews are essentially customer feedback on their experience with a product or service. Do not be afraid to improve. Listen, do not be afraid to improve. Go ahead and type down and type in the comments below. Rate the experience rate the experience when you are comfortable with asking people to rate their experience guess what you're doing you are setting the expectation that you are open for suggestions so think about it do you ask your clients right now to rate their experience of your brand of your your product of your service when i do classes we like to say on a scale from one to ten 10 being awesome, one being it needs help. You won't ever do this again. We ask that, right? We ask, what did you learn? What was the value, the added value? You comment down below. That is setting expectation to rate the experience. 
for you to think about. So rate the experience. Because there, we've shown in the past couple classes how we can use the experience to improve, to interject it in our marketing. Testimonials are powerful. So let's be very comfort comfortable. Jacqueline's got rate the experience. Yes. And she says, ja Jacqueline says, yes, we do. So wonderful. You are asking people. And if this is new for you, think about it. Why aren't you asking? Are you afraid to be quote unquote judged, right? Because it's not the judgment on you. It's not a personal attack on character. And I think that's why it's very important that we are in the safe space for conversation. So think about it. How have you reacted to negative reviews in the past? How have you reacted to negative reviews in the past? I will share um, an experience that someone had of a perceived negative experience of my service. I did learn from it. And so I was, as a real estate professional, I was representing a buyer client and the seller was represented by another agent. And unbeknownst to the seller, there were things happening behind the scenes that the her agent was not disclosing in particular he had not disclosed that the seller needed to sell her home to buy another one. That is usually written as a condition of the sale that the seller, hey, in order for this deal to happen, for her to move on to another home and buy one, she has to sell this one. We call that a contingency. That's a contingency. And so we didn't find that out until the 11th hour that when we did the final walkthrough for my client to make sure everything checks out, there's no holes in the wall, all the furniture should be moved out, it should be empty, right? Delivered vacant at close of escrow. The seller was still occupying the property and nothing was packed, nothing was moved. And um, I was thrown aback. When I walked into the property, I saw that, um, I asked the agent to step aside with me and I said, when is she moving? And he said, oh, well, um, she's working on it, but you know, she needs the money to you know, hire the movers and get her furniture moved. Now that was an issue for me because that becomes the liability for me and my client. And so <clears throat> in order to ensure a guarantee that no damages would happen and that the seller would move out, I held a portion of the seller's money to protect my client. Now, as a result of that, and I have to put that in context because the seller then had access to my number and she texts me and she was very upset that I held back her money and she took, she took it as a personal attack on her and she called, she felt I was very unprofessional etc 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 and i thought of at first i was not going to respond i wasn't going to engage but since we were still in escrow she has representation i shared with her i i copied her agent in the text and i said um you know i i understand how you how you feel and i would consult your agent 
Uh, please do not reach out to me without the advice of your agent, number one, right? Because you're overstepping representation. So don't, in other words, I said, don't contact me without your agent. Number two, consult your agent in terms of disclosure. He had not disclosed important information. And so again, it's important that I didn't, you know, I didn't get ugly and I'm not getting in this debate. So from that experience, uh, even though I was upset, even though I know I was upset, I wasn't lashing out at the client. It was his client, but still my client because she's part of the transaction. So I ask you, how have you reacted to a negative review in the past? You're taking it as a personal attack and now you're going out and you're debating and you're now outlashing and that, you know, you, 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 you're giving lashings, tongue lashings. Are you giving tongue lashings out here? And then I ask you to think about this. Do you debate with a customer or client in public spaces? I see this happen all the time. I know you do as well, especially on social media. I think it's I one sometimes I think it's hilarious, but sometimes I think it's sad because someone has not received any training or coaching on how to deal with customer experience, fan or foe, because you can turn your enemy to a, a raving fan. I've done it. I've turned an enemy. I use lightly, right, <clears throat> for for the sake of this conversation. We can turn someone as a perceived foe who may be up against us and we change their experience around because why we talked about this yesterday because of trigger words. You may have used a trigger word that brought something out of that person and they are associating their experience, their past experience with this new experience of your brand or your brand's service or product. So do you debate with your customer and client in public spaces? Listen, let me say this right now. Stop it. Stop the debate with your client and customer in public spaces. Why? Because all that information is trackable. Future businesses, future opportunities are reflecting on how you are dealing with customer experiences. Are you doing the tongue lashings? Because there's this thing in terms of collaboration, even when I do this, I'm mindful of who I collaborate because I am responsible for protecting my brand's integrity. If I'm associating myself with someone who is not mindful of their brand's uh, message, mission, what their core values are, how they're showing up, how they're relating or corresponding with customers and, and clients, then I'm going to take a step back about possibly doing business with that person. Because what happened is you get lumped in with what they're doing, you get dragged right into it. How many times are we familiar? Have you ever tried to go and save someone and you got dra dragged into the fight? Press one if you, you've had that scenario, you got sucked in. You went and you were trying to help the situation and you got sucked in. Now you're perceived as you're against them. You're attacking them. That if that's you, if you've been there, done that, because I've been there, right? I've been there. <laughs> or now I'm I'm getting out. I, I came here to help. So be mindful of the tongue lashings and you if you're if and whether you're doing it in public spaces, because that information is trackable. 
that information can be associated with you long past it happening. Something from 10 years ago. Perfect example, Kevin Hart, what he said years ago, right? As a joke. But now we are in this politically correct environment where people are highly sensitive that now they're saying, well, wait a minute, right? People are rethinking their association with him because of what he said 10 years ago. And why is that? Because it happened in a public space. Jacqueline says it is a no-no because social media lives forever. Absolutely. We call it digital footprint. Please type that in the comments below. I will digital footprint. What digital footprint are you leaving? Digital footprint. Oh, when I learn how to spell, <laughs> I'll leave the typing up to you. <laughs> digital footprint. Vivian says, I have put my personal feelings into a conversation and the person never speaks to me, even though I have apologized. So here's a quick tip on apologies. I don't use the word sorry. I, I teach my children not to use the word sorry. And family and friends in my intimate circle now includes you. I don't use the word I'm sorry because I am, and we talked about this in terms of blasphemy, the energy and the vibration of that of vocabulary. If I say I am sorry, then I am a, I am speaking to esteem. And I can speak from personal experience that it has taken me years of inner work to heal the inner child, to heal the teenager, teenage Lisa, to heal the young adult Lisa, because I had spent many years saying, I am sorry about things. I am sorry. I am sorry. What happens is a new subconscious programming starts to be written. And so I don't use that word anymore. Instead, what I've learned is if my intent was not to harm you, this is why I said this isn't personal. If my intent was not to harm you, then I apologize. I apologize, but guess what? Forgiveness is not, does not fall on my, on me. It is not my responsibility. It is the responsibility of the other person to forgive. Because if I, out of full intent, I was genuine about it, that I apologize, then that's where it ends. I apologize, end of story. I'm not begging for your forgiveness. I'm not gonna continue to say I'm sorry because people are looking for that. They want to see you continue to beg, I'm sorry. And this is perfect as we're talking about negative reviews because you can run into this rut and cycle where you're constantly trying to make it up to you. Okay, well, we'll give you, um, and if you didn't take yesterday's class, instead of discount, you're saying savings, right? So we'll give you a savings. Um, we'll do the next one for free. How many of you will abuse that or even have abused that or seen that you start getting to the cycle of, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. What can I do to make it better? What can I fix? How can I fix it? Listen, I apologize and that's it. And I know that might be a new construct for some of you, but that's what I'm here for. I'm here to lovingly show you ways of elevating your esteem and healing what you have been 
rewriting in yourself, in your own DNA. So my eight-year-old knows not to say, I'm sorry. As a matter of fact, when um, he's had incidences at school and I've heard teacher, one of his teachers said, um, oh, say you're sorry. And I corrected her. I said, no, we don't use that word. And he won't say sorry because how many times have we tried to force people to say sorry when they weren't? So he knows that he can say, I apologize. And we learn and we talk about that dynamic that if it was our intent not to harm, not to hurt, then we do we work on improving how to make it better. How do we not do it again? And that applies right here in the context of negative reviews, that if it's a valid negative experience that you drop the ball, you drop the ball, you were late on, on, on providing the service or wasn't quality and you know, you know when you drop the ball, self-correct before someone else self-checks, right? Self-correct before someone tries to check you on it. Thank you, Vivian, for that. She says, true, true, true. And she says, never use the words, I'm sorry. I, that is what I'm sharing with you. You can apologize. I apologize. And that's it. So as we're talking about the negative reviews, I apologize that you feel that way. I apologize that you had that experience with us. We apologize that the product did not come out to your expectations. Here's what we can offer, A or B which one would you prefer? You see, I tied yesterday's conversation about trigger words and, and getting to the point because we are catalysts for change, right? We are catalysts for helping the client and customer make the decision. So when we are dealing with the correction, we acknowledge that, listen, you're right. I messed up. We messed up or someone on the team messed up. That is leadership when you can acknowledge the mess up. That is leadership when we can acknowledge the mess up. You guys are awfully quiet and I see a whole bunch of you tuned in. <laughs> How is this resonating? Is this, are you connecting with this, right? Are you connecting with whether you have a level of responsibility to acknowledge and correct it? And especially with social media, there are a lot of powerful uh, typers, you know, there's a powerful uh, digital fingers the index finger is mighty for some people, is it not? Because they never have to deal with you face to face. Type in there, the mighty index. <laughs> Almost feel like that could be a class in itself. The mighty index. Do we know any mighty index customer clients? Yes, they're quick to type, right? I've sent angry emails before about service and products we've all had that and what happens is people take it personal i have a very recent scenario but i'm not going to share that uh why what i watched in terms of someone taking a me correcting right correcting not that i know better i'm saying from the experience that i'm observing you have you have room for improvement and I made a recommendation and suggestion and that person, that sales professional took it personal and they took it personal to an extreme. Type in the mighty index. We know some people with the mighty index. 
Jacqueline, right? We know some folks with the mighty index. They are taking it to the extreme. Vivian says, yes, we have to be mindful of the words we use to say about ourselves. Absolutely. And even be mindful of what people are saying. Sticks and stones don't break my bones and never words will never hurt me, right? But words do hurt. And that's why we have identified those trigger words yesterday. We talked about what trigger words are creating and leading to a possible negative experience, the mighty index. So we know that they're the mighty index, people out there. So great, moving on. So now let's talk about our raving fans. Raving fans are excited about their brand experience. They're excited about the product. It's working, it's working, yes. I wanna tell everybody about it. So shout them out and reward your supporters. They are an advocate. They are an advocate. Type in raving fan. We love our raving fans. If I could do a heart emoji, that would be awesome. Raving fans. Our raving fans are having a positive experience of your brand. And so we want to shout them out. We want to do something and take it a step further. If you can make them a partner, for example, offer an affiliate link, offer them a referral fee. We love our raving fans. We love our raving fans. Thank you, Jacqueline, Vivian. We love our raving fans. Give them a special offer just for them. Create something special as a reward. Say, what I'm going to do for you is we've got a new product coming out. I want to offer you our access to our product. You can do free and you know buy one, get one free type of thing, or you can do it for, um, you can offer free shipping for, you know, give them free shipping. Listen, even though we're paying for things, we still like free. And even though we're paying for things that we enjoy, we still appreciate the savings that the business owner, mompreneur, entrepreneur, poppreneur can pass along to us. Think about how you felt when someone says, I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, uh, no tax. I'll cover the taxes. So no, no tax on the item. You go, yes, I won. I know I feel that way. <laughs> Don't I feel that way. I feel like I'm winning. I feel like I'm winning when the business owner says to me, guess what? Free shipping. Yes, I won. Listen, you guys rock. How about when, when they say, you know what? I'm going to credit your account with $10 for the next time you purchase. Yes, I won. Woohoo! Raving fans. You see how that resonates? Thank you, Evan. Raving fans. See how that resonates? And again, let's get back to the ask. Our raving fans ask the permission to use their review, their feedback in your marketing. And there's a way to keep it, um, you know, without divulging too much of their information. So first name, last, uh, last name, initial only or maybe first initial last name, or there's a, another way to identify them. 
raving fans, ask them, hey, I really appreciate what you're doing and, and supporting and coming back and just, you know, I really want to honor you. We talked about it. Honor the outcome because who's the hero? Who is the hero in your business? The fan, the raving fan, the customer, the client. Vivian says, I really do appreciate that. Changes my whole attitude, right? When someone says, just for you, I just want to give you something because you have been showing up for me. Without you, there is no me, right? The entrepreneur, the business owner. This goes back to self-made versus co-made. Some of you would have had to shift your paradigms and check your egos at the door thinking it's you, 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 and me, 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 me. I did it all on my own. But guess what? You're not selling to yourself. Your products and services, you're not selling it to yourself. There are other people that are experiencing it. All right. Raving fans. So let's talk about one way that you can track and manage reviews. There are different ways, but I want to give you one that I use. I actively use, which is create a Google alert. So create an alert about you, your name, type in your name, your brand, type in your company, your tagline, um, and your market. Send an alert on your industry. Why? Because this helps you keep stay top of mind. When you know what's happening in your field, around your name, around your company, you can manage the experience of customers and clients. So setting Google alerts, staying top of mind. So you'll go to google.com slash alerts, google.com slash alerts, and you will create an alert. This is my active alert, LA Super Agent, Lisa Puerto, Ready Set Real Estate, Real Estate 100, and Super Agent. You can set the alerts of how often you want them to come into your inbox. You can have alerts come daily and you can set what time I want mine. I want the alerts coming in my inbox at one o'clock in the morning. That's usually if I'm up, I'll have time to review it because what happens is you will get a list of things that have those words in it that will have those keywords in it. You will get list of things on the internet, on the World Wide Web, so it can be overwhelming. So you can set the alerts weekly that you only want it, deliver it to me in my inbox on Fridays at this time, or you can say every day. I have daily alerts set and I have them set at min at one o'clock in the morning because that's the time I'm usually winding down. I'm still up because I'm a night person. So I'm still up at that time and it'll come to my inbox and I can read. I can read if my name showed up, you know, if my name, you know, my name better not be coming out my out your mouth, right? <laughs> if my name comes out your mouth, I will know about it because of this cool little tool called Google Alerts. So as you see, I have LA, I have five alerts set. LA Super Agent, Lisa Puerto, Real, Ready Set Real Estate, Real Estate 100 and Super Agent. So as I am operating my business, I am tracking and managing what people are saying or what's being said around it. And so I may get an alert that will say Puerto Rico, something happened in Puerto Rico, but what is happening is it's finding Puerto, or I may get alert 
of the combination of Lisa Puerto, something similar. What was cool is when I get press releases, I literally get an inbox that says my name wasn't a headline. That was the coolest thing. And what's interesting is sometimes if you do press releases, they don't even send it to you. They don't even let you know when, when they released it or when they sent it. But if you set a Google alert, you will know that for me, I forget which um, newspapers and uh, uh, blogs or articles had actually shared it or reposted that. So I'm tracking my alerts and what's being said around me. Because if your name is thrown in, and guess what we talked about it, your name, at least Puerto said something, I wrote Real Estate 100 of the teen home buying experience or the teen and millennial investment blueprint. Recently, my name was a so my name and book was associated with someone else in, in this movement of uh, real estate investing, especially in particular with the millennials. And so when it was associated with that, it was misconstrued in the article or the blog as they tied me in with that other person. That's brand management. If you don't have a team that's doing this, you should be doing this. If this is dope, like Evan said, please type dope. If you just learned something about how to track and manage your product and service, please put dope in the comments below. <laughs> Evan says dope. He says Google alert for ERGJ as you should have one. And he said, in terms of my my response to press releases, or if you hired the press release for it to be distributed, or if it was really released. And you're right, because Evan, we're not going to name, you and I both use this company. When they released it, and when I used them, um, my name only showed up in two places when I paid for, uh, they said they have hundreds right? So it gets distributed by hand. My name should have been all over the place in that inbox, but it wasn't. So you're right. You're right. I'd actually didn't make that connection till just right now. I've, you know, I try to give folks the benefit of the doubt that I paid you for a service and that you're doing what you said you, you're doing. Didn't we talked about, we, we spoke about this, right? The delivery, just delivery. That's the easy part. Someone paid you for a quality product. Someone paid you for an extraordinary, ex exceptional service. The easy part is the, the delivering on the promise. Jacqueline says, this is dope. Awesome. Vivian says, dope. Google alerts. And just like that, you have a way to track and manage those reviews. So let's talk about three ways to create a safe space for feedback. One, surveys may seem like it may seem redundant, but again, these are all tools on how to manage uh, customer feedback and 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 reviews and use them. In so survey number one, and you again, Google. There's so much you can use on Google. You can use SurveyMonkey for free as well, and there are some other platforms that allows you to create surveys. So include a survey and offer a chance to win a gift card or sample of a new product or service. For example, free 15-minute consult. So you can do a survey. You're creating a safe space there because you're saying, hey, I'm open to suggestions on how to improve your experience. How can I do better? How can I be better? 
And when you're not taking things personally, guess what? People will look at you in a more elevated light. They'll say, wow, this person is really going above and beyond because this is an above and beyond act. You are going above and beyond to say, how can I improve? How can we make this better? And how can we bring more value to more people? Remember the ask, can you help me help others? We talked about this earlier this week. The ask, can you help me help others? And this is how it shows up by creating a safe space. Reciprocity, the exchange. In exchange for your survey, you get a chance to win. Don't you see that in your inbox all the time? You have a chance, you'll be entered in our contest to win. They're not giving out prizes to everyone. They maybe give out giving out prizes to the, you know, three people, or depending on how small your pool is or how large your pool is, that will dictate how many winners there are, quote unquote winners. So as we talk about action steps, and if you're working with Evan, Evan says, you've got the weekend to implement this stuff. I'm a little bit more generous and lenient. I'm saying implement, pick one of these and implement it within seven days. Pick one and implement in seven days. Number two, dedicate a virtual space for reviews. A virtual space can be a dedicated email address, feedback at lasuperagent.com, right? Review, help us at lasuperagent.com. Create a dedicated space for review. Say, we would love to hear back from you. Please send us your feedback and how we can improve. Once again, you're creating a safe space. There is a space for people to do that. Don't come up on my page, right? Ranting, you know, that's, that's not going to help or conducive to supporting my business if I've already created a safe space for you to do that. I love it. Jacqueline says, we do surveys and evaluations. That's awesome. You're creating a safe space for people to uh, share their brand experience of their brand experience of your product and service. By the way, if you're on Facebook, there is a Facebook review section. Allowing people to create reviews of your experience or your products. Evan is huge on this. Evan is huge on creating that. I left a review for Evan. And here's what I did with that. When I left a review on Evan's page of my experience, and I actually use this on, I am a, uh, I am a Google tour guide. So I'm leaving reviews. When I let, when I leave reviews and I did this on Evan's page, I put my, my one sheet. This was reciprocity exchange value for value. You provided a value. I'm leaving a, re a feedback of, of your, my experience of you and your service and who I am and the authority and position that I hold. And so I left a press, a, a one sheet, right? I dropped the JPEG file with my review so people knew who I was and what, what did I do? I was using the space to cross collaborate. Same thing with Google reviews. I'm a tour guide. And so for those of you who may check in into different locations, your local stores, when you go to a park, when you go to a beach, when you go to a concert, you're checking in 
you have an opportunity to leave a review. And when you leave that review, you can leave a link to your site. You can leave an at to your social media, how people learn more about you. These are, I'm actively using reviews. When I go, it says, oh, Lisa, it looks like you came and you stopped at the mini mart. What did you think about it? I'm like, oh, it was uh, nice and convenient. They have an ATM machine that I was able to use. Boom, I use um, social media at LA Super Agent. Why? Because I'm leveraging their platform to get more exposure and I'm providing review. For other people, I'm helping them help others since they created a space for it. And then you can also include a space on your website. If there's uh, you, you can create an end with your team, or if you know how to do this, uh, create uh, most sites now are drag and drop. So you can drag and drop a comment box on their feedback box on your site, create a tab, create a section for reviews or have your team create one. So create a dedicated virtual space. Number three, Suggestion box for those of you with brick and mortars, create a suggestion box and allow an anonymity, anonymous cards, right? Have the cards there that people can easily just write their feedback and drop it in your suggestion box. What are you doing? You're creating a safe space. You can dress your box up. Don't have it look all, you know, <laughs> scary. I've seen someone's suggestion box and I was like, I'm not putting anything in there. So make it make it appealing that people would want to leave an anonymous uh, improvement or feedback card or review. And sometimes we see that happen that people will just say, I've done it myself where I will write and I say, you are rocking awesome. And I leave it in there. Thanks for your service. I've also said no improvements needed at this time. Keep doing what you're doing. That's fine too. It's okay to celebrate people. We talk about honoring the outcome. Let people know, hey, you know what? I loved what you're doing. Keep doing it. That's a feedback. <laughs> we want more. That's a feedback. Okay. So how are you feeling about this? Please put uh, type in 100 if this resonated with you. If you found this helpful, type 100 because guess what? That is our time. So now it's your turn. Donations are welcome at paypal.com slash LA Super Agent or you can cash app at LA Super Agent for now today concluded eight classes on entrepreneurship, how to manage your brand, identify what your brand's mission is, how to deal with customer reviews, how to connect during a time of social distancing. We covered so much in the eight, it's a two part, four part eight series, right? And you can also connect with me by joining my email list and have access to exclusive webinars and content. If you're a loyal supporter, you gain access to these videos and series. So that's loyal supporter, our property owners, EDU members, and our Ready Set Real Estate Club members. If you are interested in learning more, definitely check us out. I will uh, type a link below, lasuperagent.com. You can sign up. And again, if you want to purchase any of the classes a la carte, meaning you don't need the whole four-part series, but I do recommend that you get them because they build on each other. 
you can purchase the videos a la carte for $9.99 at a limited time only. And honestly, I, I'm saying limited time. So you do know that the classes are available for replay for the next, um, actually it'll expire tomorrow at seven o'clock. I've honestly let them all sit a little bit longer this week because we've had a very tough week for some people. I wanted to give people more time. Um, by Friday at uh, eight o'clock tomorrow, all the videos will no longer be available on the timeline. Okay, so that's both on my Facebook and my YouTube. And again, I just wanna say, I honor you, I thank you. You are essential, you are needed, and keep doing what you're doing. Thank you for showing up. Vivian says, this was extremely helpful. Jacqueline says, valuable information for moving upward. And that's right, at a time like this, this is the time to level up your skill sets. This was my gift to you. And I thank you for showing up, you guys. Have a powerful and productive day. If you don't have any more comments and feedbacks um, or anything that you wanted to add, listen. Join us tomorrow, Friday, for the Wealth Game with ERGJ uh, at ERGJ Enterprises as we talk about stocks versus real estate. That's Friday at 12 p.m. Pacific time. That's 3 Eastern. All right, you guys. Love and light. Thank you.